I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, I, I see sounds when I hear them. I guess my, uh, my sight and my hearing are, are kind of crosswired. For me, you know, I'll hear a chord on a piano and my brain will say, that's green uh, or that's purple. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Bob Shoy and with me as always... Beef. With a mouthful of grapes and Tiss doing his hair. Did you say, and I'm the unexplainable? Um, I don't know, I rushed it, I slurred it. I'm Weird Tales. I just dropped a grape on the Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Bob Shoy. I'm the unexplainable. I am the Eggman. And this is Beef. Following on from last week's delve back into the human brain, um, we're delving back into the human brain. Let's <laughs> <laughs> delve. You may remember way back on episode number... Ooh... Eight, nine, eight, I think. Shit, not that. Episode number eight, Tiss did the psychedelic experience. Yes. And during that episode, we talked a little bit about synesthesia. Mm-hmm. And since then, um, we got a really interesting email from someone who actually suffers from synesthesia. So we thought it'd be a good opportunity to do like a little mini episode where we take a look at what synesthesia is and then talk to this guy. So let's Sounds good. take a look at what synesthesia is and then talk to this guy. Okay. What is synesthesia? Okay, well, I did a little bit of research today, guys. Well done. Show off. The word synesthesia comes from the ancient Greek words for together mm-hmm. and sensation. Hmm. So synesthesia roughly means a union of the senses. Hmm. So basically it's where your senses get mixed up, right? Right. Um, a common example of this would be grapheme colour syn- uh, synesthesia. Okay. Uh, which is where you see letters and numbers as colours, right? Wow. So I'm going to show you a picture of an example of that. Oh, cool. So what you might see... So say something was written just in black and white, but you might see every S in red, okay. every Y in green. And that's your form of synesthesia. Yeah, you might always associate certain colours with certain letters or numbers. So you could look at the word synesthesia and it would look like this. Oh, okay. Huh. And all these pictures would be on the blog. Is that coloured or am I just seeing that? No, that's in black and white, mate. No, that's... Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got... Uh, I'm going to read a little bit from the Wikipedia. So yeah, you might see letters and numbers perceived as colour like that. And there's another type called spatial sequence synesthesia um, or number form synesthesia where numbers, months of the year and or days of the week elicit precise locations in space. 
right? Oh, maybe I haven't heard of this. For example, 1980 may be farther away than 1990. Mm. When you envisage these numbers, they're actually in a, a space in your brain and they seem further away when you think of these numbers. Wow. Yeah. Um, it may even appear as a three-dimensional map in your yeah. brain, numbers and letters, the way the distance they are from each other. That's... So the alphabet appearing in a 3D plane in your head or wow. numbers... What, and you envisage and, that? Or they you... could even be looped clockwise or counterclockwise in your brain. Okay. You might envisage the alphabet as a big circle in your brain that runs clockwise. Kind of like Sherlock's mind <laughs> Yeah, palace. maybe, yeah, maybe. Synesthetic associations can occur in any combination and any number of senses or cognitive pathways. So I'm going to play a little video. Okay. Which is a guy called Jamie Ward, who is the professor of cognitive science. Okay. Okay. And he's going to just briefly explain a little bit about synesthesia. So people with synesthesia experience the ordinary world in quite extraordinary ways. So some people, when they're listening to me speaking now, every word would have its own colour. They might be floating in space as coloured words. Other people, when they're listening to music, might see dancing textures and shapes moving in time with the music. Other people, when they're listening to me speaking, might be feeling an ebb and flow of tastes on their mouth. So maybe the word mouth tastes salty. Maybe the word ebb tastes like a sausage sandwich or something like this. So it's a very extraordinary uh, experience. But people with synesthesia have had this uh, for all their lives. So it's perfectly normal to have synesthesia if this is your only way of experiencing the world. And you kind of take for granted your own experiences of the world and you assume that everybody else has them. And it's only when you turn around something and say, well, what colour is Monday for you? That you realise, hang on, not everybody thinks that Monday has a colour. Um, so, so people with synesthesia, we can define this as having an extra experience. It's kind of outside of their control, so they can't switch it on or off in the same as we can't switch our own kind of vision on or off. We can close our eyes, but we, we can't switch it on or off otherwise. Uh, and also they're defined as being kind of consciously experienced uh, percepts. They're a little bit like a percept. And that's how we would think of a definition of synesthesia. So there you go. Seems to explain pretty well what it is. Yeah. There are two main forms of it. Mm-hmm. So what I've done is I've just spent this afternoon researching it and I've just broken it all down, simple as possible, to sort of introduce us into this stuff. But there are two main forms, projective synesthesia and associative synesthesia. Right. Uh, projective, you would actually see the colours or forms and shapes when stimulated. Okay. And associative is you would just associate certain ideas or other things so like you might associate a certain word with a certain taste right but some of it you would actually taste do you know what i mean wow so it's kind of hard to explain what i mean by that because there's so many different forms of it Mm. but if the example i'm giving is taste you associate words with tastes yeah Mm. i could say cupboard and the cupboard might make you think of the taste of bananas yeah or it might actually make you feel like you're tasting bananas and that's Mm. the difference between associative and projective synesthesia Okay? Yep. Um, and now I'm going to go into the most common types of it. So like I said at the beginning, the graphene colour one, which is the letters and numbers as colours. Mm. There's chromesthesia, okay. where um, you sounds are associated with colours or you see colours when you hear things. Right. Um, there's spatial sequence, which is what I said about the points in space. Yeah. Uh, there's number form, where numbers appear on like a map, like I said at the beginning. And I'm going to show you an image of what that might look like. So this is a sequence of numbers. Right. Um, 
1, 6, 10, 12, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. These are the numbers on this sequence. Um, but this is how someone with that form of synesthesia might see that set of numbers in their head. Okay. They'll wow. just create a map of it in their head. In their head, they'll experience that sequence of numbers. Or they could in that way or any way. Like They'll just form a pattern or a map with a sequence. Huh. Again, these pictures will all be on the blog. That's pretty surreal. Yeah. And it's like hard to explain what I think of that. I do associate some things with other things, but probably not to that degree. But not... Um, yeah, I think this is more like all the time, you know? Yeah, not all the time, though. No. Maybe when I was a kid. When I was a kid, definitely. Well, that's interesting. certain things with other things. Because um, if they say what causes it... I'm just going to read this um, from Science Museum website. What causes synesthesia? Mm-hmm. Scientists are studying synesthesia to understand how the human brain works. Different areas of the brain handle information from different senses. What mixes the senses up in the brains of people with synesthesia? It may be that as a newborn baby, we all experience synesthesia, but by the age of four months, the senses have been wired up to the correct parts of the brain. Perhaps people with synesthesia have some cross-wiring left over from that process. Mm. So that's the most um, likely explanation that scientists got, but still, they don't really know. Right. Okay? Okay. Uh, I'll just go back to the different forms that I had before. There's auditory tactile synesthesia, uh, where certain sounds can create certain feelings in the body. Right. And that leads on to misophonia, misophonia. We talked about it last week. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is negative experience triggered Mm. by certain sounds. Mm. The the one before, sorry, um, the auditory tactile one, by that, I mean, they could hear something and it would actually feel like a touch, like a feeling on their body or in their body. It's like superpowers. Yeah. There's ordinal linguistic personification or OLP. I'm just going to read that one because I can't remember what it means. I'm trying to get my head around all of this. Okay, it's a form of synesthesia in which ordered sequences, such as ordinal numbers, um, weekday names, month or alphabetical letters, are associated with personalities and or genders. For example, the number two might be a young boy with a short temper. The letter G might be a busy mother with a kind face. So that's a very strange form. See, and I was thinking, they're quite specific definitions as well. I was thinking, it's not just like like, masculine or feminine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Of like yeah, a young mother with a caring face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoa. This is an interesting one. Mirror touch synesthesia, which is if you see someone else being touched, you can feel the same thing that they feel on your body. Mm. So if I see someone come on and tap you on the shoulder, Mm. I might feel like someone's tapping me on the shoulder because I've seen it happen to you. You you get the mirrored feeling that someone else is getting. Wow, that's really strange. They were blinded that once. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I read that. Who was doing that? He's doing that on the um, the latest one he did. Yeah, it was, it was the latest one, the one before. Will yeah. Smith and that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And um, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, yeah, Jamie Foxx. That's who he was doing to us thinking of, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Um, yeah, he was like making them close their eyes and then like tapping like the, his daughter. He was doing Jamie Foxx's daughter. Yeah, yeah. And he was like doing something and then he was like, what did you feel? He's like, oh, you, you blew on my ear or something. He's like... And, and, she was and like, everyone was oh, just like, oh! Like, yeah, because he was doing it on his daughter. Oh, yeah, no, I think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, there's a couple more. Lexical gustatory synesthesia where certain words will trigger certain tastes which I mentioned mm-hmm. before and spatio-temporal syndrome which is similar to the number map but it's time as a map like days, weeks, months, years as a map you mm. visit as a map mm. in your head um, and then you know there's plenty of other forms that don't have specific names um, like smell and colour flavour and colour month and flavour sound and flavour visual and tactile pain and colour personality and colour like goes on and on and so varied so yeah it's so varied it could just mm. just any two senses it seems that 
Crosswire. Ooh, wow. Um, I'm trying to rush through because I know this guy's calling in like eight minutes and which I got like ground to cover. Yeah. Um, there is, there's a test, loads of tests online that you can take to see if you might have synesthesia. Okay. Um, and we can do it now. Well, there are just little tests. I've got one that's like a little video. It's like 10 seconds. Let's do it. And all it says is, um, can you hear anything? It's, it's a soundless video, but it's when you look at this, do you hear anything? So I'll do it to Tiss, and then I'll get you to come around and do it to Like, you. actually hear something. Yeah, do you feel like you can hear something when I show you this video? So it's, it's full screen, so I'll just show this to Tiss. Do you take my hat off so I can hear it properly? If you think that would enhance your hearing. Shouts to Amberlina. Yeah, I already did it. Shouts to Amberlina. <laughs> we again. did that last week, dude. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, watch the following animation. Do you hear anything? Did you? Not really, no. No, I didn't. People with hearing motion synesthesia would hear sounds when they look at that video. I could definitely imagine the sounds that would be in there, but not... To me, yeah. the sound I'd imagine hearing... Well, let's, let's show it to Beef. Come around here. Because maybe Beef's got synesthesia all this time and he never knew. You ready? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't hear anything like auditory, but I did. I, I could imagine... I could, yeah, like I, I, could, I felt like I could vividly hear the noise in my head that it was making. What would you say you heard it as, like A whooshing sound. A whooshing sound. To me, it sounded more like popcorn popping. Oh, really? I would imagine it to be more like popcorn. Mine was more like a... Wow. <laughs> so Beef's at the circus. <laughs> I'm at the cinema and this on the beach. I'm always on the beach. So there have been examples of famous artists who suffer from synesthesia and actually using it in their artwork. A very famous right. example of that is a guy called Vasily Kandinsky. Um, he suffered from, I say suffer, he experienced synesthesia where he could see sound. Right, wow. So he would do a lot of his paintings whilst listening to music and paint what he was experiencing or be influenced by what he was experiencing with that. So yeah. I'll get up a few of his images and you can sort of see what I mean by that. So this is some of his pieces that he uh, did whilst listening and trying to incorporate what he was hearing in, as a visual stimulus. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's done loads of these. He did hundreds and hundreds. He's very famous for this. Want to see some of these, Beefo? Yeah, I'll bet. Hmm, it's pretty cool. So he could see this as he was... He would be influenced by... He would listen to music or whatever and be influenced by what he was hearing, which is why some are very different. Like, that's quite rigid mm. compared to that, which is very chaotic. It's like different mm. styles of music, yeah, yeah. probably, as he was listening to it, different colour tones. like, abstract. Yeah, like, that could be... that. For example, that could be jazz. Mm. That could be, like, country music. You know, that could be heavy metal. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. They're, they're different, but you can tell they're the same artist. Mm. But it's influenced by different sound stimuli. Yeah, that's he used it to his amazing. advantage, you know. Mm-hmm. Why not? So that's sort of an overview of what synesthesia is. Yeah. Now, in a couple of minutes, uh, we've got a guy calling in from America. Awesome. Who has synesthesia, mm-hmm. and uh, his name's Greg, and we can talk to him about it and see what he's experienced with it. That's pretty cool. I'd like to hear a first-hand account. Yeah. So think of your questions. What you need to ask. <sighs> I didn't go into too much detail, so you still have things to ask. I don't really know until he tells us. The obvious thing to ask is like, what's it like? What's it like? Oh, where's he on? Here we go. Oh. Hello. 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 Hey, guys. Hey, uh, it's it's Greg, isn't it? Yeah, how you doing? We're okay, thanks. All right, yeah, I haven't used Skype in a while. Can you see me? I can see you, yeah. Me and Tis can see you. Beast on the other side. Hey, man. (laughs) Hey, guys. Hi. 
So you um, emailed me uh, in November right? Um, about synesthesia. Yeah, yeah. I just heard uh, one of your earlier episodes from, I think, when you first started the uh, psychedelics. Yeah, that's right. right. The, kind, of, kind of gave a general synesthesia shout out. And I said, hey, I have synesthesia. <laughs> yeah. So, mm. Here we are. So what form of synesthesia do you have? Um, I, I see sounds when I hear them. Oh, uh, wow. Wow, okay. Yeah, my, I guess my uh, my sight and my hearing are, are kind of cross-wired. And, you know, there are, there are all kinds of different ones, as I'm sure you guys are aware. Yeah, we've um, just we've just sort of spent the last 20 minutes sort of roughly going over what we know about it. Oh, cool. So we looked at a few different types, um, but I couldn't remember what, what type you had. So, yeah, that's really interesting. Sure. And so has it been like your whole life? Oh, yeah, no, as, as long as I can remember when I was a kid. And, um, you know, it, it took some time before I realized that... Uh, it's not something that everybody has. You right. know, when I was a kid, what, what do I know? Um, I was maybe 10 or 11 uh, the first time I actually, uh, I, I think I was having a conversation with my dad about something we were listening to and I commented on how it looked and he was like, what, what do you mean? And I was like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> so, uh, and you know, this is, this is before the internet where you can hop online and then Google what the hell's going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, my folks just thought I was, I was a weird kid. I was making stuff up. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't for another five or six years, probably, until I first heard the term synesthesia. Um, I didn't really know what it was until I was a teen. And, you know, I mentioned it to, to the doctors the first time, and uh, they said nothing to worry about. And, it, you know, it kind of, it, it definitely manifested over the years. It's stronger now than it was when I was a kid. Right. Um, so it's what you say, you think it's getting stronger? It, it has. It's gotten a lot stronger since I was a kid. Um, a lot more wow. focused. Uh, I see things in shapes and colors when I hear them. Right. Um, and I got into playing music from a real young age. Uh, I started on the piano when I was maybe seven or eight. And um, I, I can't read music. I play by ear uh, because of the synesthesia. Um, you, you know, you, you, have, wow. you have what's called perfect pitch, which is where you can identify uh, notes just by listening to them, tell what they are without any kind of frame of reference. Right. Um, I don't have that. Uh, then there's relative pitch, which is where you can listen to two notes and and uh, determine their interval, their distance from each other. And uh, my synesthesia helps me with that uh, because I can see the distance between the notes when I hear them. Wow, um, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think it helps you play music? But yeah, so wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, so it's, cool. For someone who doesn't have it, obviously none of us do, um, it's so hard for us to get our head around yeah, I know. I spent my whole life trying to figure out how to explain it to people. It's really difficult. And it, it must be the first thing that everyone says as well. Like, what's it like? You know, you don't know sure. any different. Yeah, it kind of sounds as well like you're your very own metronome. Like, I can't even imagine. <laughs> um, so help me to understand. Like, um, and forgive sure. me for what might be a very simplistic uh, question, but okay. is it is it every sound or is it specific? sounds so like uh people talking or is it just music or what kind of sounds is it uh it's it's everything but wow is that i the way that i see different sounds differs just like the way that you hear different sounds you know if you're listening to voices in the background and you're not really paying attention to them you can kind of face them out just like i face them out you know i'm not mm. looking at everything at the same time um okay so what about our voices right now? Is that like, I've got to ask, we're all thinking it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The voices are usually browns and yellows and purples for me. Whoa. That's amazing. What kind of shapes is it? 
Uh, you know, I, I get voices are usually kind of wavelengths for me. Um, mm. You ever look at like an audio wavelength with uh, you know ups and downs? Yeah, uh, yeah, very, yeah. very fluid. Um, most music is that way for me too, where it, it kind of spikes with percussive sound. Um, I was wondering, but, can it ever be like a negative thing? Say something's quite like um, a scary sound or a horrific sound. Can it make? Can the visuals intensify that to make that even worse? Sure, I'd say probably nine times out of ten, um, if I'm listening to something that that sounds pleasing, it looks pleasing. Yeah. Uh, there are times where that's not the case. You know, there have been times where I'd be, you know, hanging with my friends in high school, and and something would come on the radio that that they all hated, but I, you know, I thought it was it was pretty, or I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, I found an appeal to it that they they couldn't hear. Um, but more often than not, if it sounds bad, it looks bad. <laughs> oh wow, that's oh. amazing. Yeah. So if you don't like something, you really like doubly don't like it. You got two senses exactly. that are disliking it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Twice as well, yeah. Wow. So yeah, I mean, I'm thinking now of like even things like dogs barking and like you you associate memories with things because you've you have a negative experience with them. So yeah, sure. do you have do you have anything like that? Any specific memories from when you were younger where it now it kind of resurfaces every now and then and when you hear that sound it brings you back to that memory you know the ocean actually uh i was i I love being at the beach when i was a kid and Mm. um anytime i hear the ocean uh that that kind of always looks the same for me you know it's very constant uh every time you hear it 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 kind of sounds the same kind of looks the same for me um Mm. so that makes me think a lot about when i was a kid Uh, i live in new jersey and you know in america so live by a lot of beaches, we live by the shore. Uh, so that's that's probably the biggest one. When you explain um, it like that, it sounds so nice. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so <laughs> pleasing. Like, I felt like I was getting lulled to sleep on just the thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or it's just a really boring story. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fascinating. I, I find this fascinating. I really do. Yeah. Cool, cool. You know, my wife and I, when we first started dating... Uh, she was kind of the same way where <laughs> everywhere we went for, you know, the first couple of months, she was like, what does this look like? What is that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You must get sick of it. She got used to it, but. So how does it affect you, like, in everyday life? Does it, or are you just used to it? It just is part of it. Like, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I think that if it had come on, you know, kind of halfway through my life abruptly, it would, it would have been horrific. Mm. Uh, yeah. you know, I think that if I didn't grow up with it, it'd be very distracting. Um, but, you know, that's just like anybody uh, gaining a sense. You know, science is doing things now with, with deaf people uh, and, and helping them hear. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it would have been just like that. Um, you know, your brain doesn't know how to process it. Mine, mine that's all my brain has ever known. Um, hmm. And I, I would liken it to, say, you guys look at a picture of the Queen of England without a caption. You see your face. Your brain says Queen of England hmm. uh, because that's that was kind of the second involuntary thing that your mind paired with that image mm. um for me you know i'll hear a chord on a piano and my brain will say that's green uh or that's purple mm. even though you know that's that's not the association anybody else makes but that's that's what mine makes um mm. and i'm seeing i'm seeing that color but it's not getting in my way you know i don't see the world through a through a, a filter through a purple filter when i hear purple chords there, there are two different places in my brain it's I'm not really sure <laughs> how best to put it. And so, um, again, the, this this question is probably another question that you're probably sick of answering, but I just find this is also fascinating. Um, when you're having a conversation with someone, you said that you you see 
voice voices as browns and purples um are, are different tones so for example if you're shouting if people are shouting at you is that different to if someone was to sort of whisper or um just talk to you in a normal voice or is it oh yeah yeah very very different um it's as different to me looking as it is different to you sounding. Um, right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it really does like link the two senses. You yeah. Know? You're you're hearing, you're seeing, and hearing the negativity at once and the positivity and. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a it's a complete you know. Whoa. I guess crosswire. I, I don't get one without the other ever. So. Um, you know, even even things that are faint that are far away. You know, we'll be in the in a in a store in the mall. And you know how they play the shopping music in the background and yeah, everybody's yeah. voices. And there are times that I'll I'll pick out a song because I recognize the the shape of the bass line. Wow. Even, even before, even before wow. I can consciously hear it, you know? That's really cool. That's very cool, yeah. Um, you, you also said in your email that you went to college with someone else who had synesthesia. Is that right? I did, yeah. Um, yeah, she, she saw letters and words and colors. Um, and... It's it's been a while since we've spoken. I think the way that it worked for her was she would associate uh, she would associate words with colors. Yeah, and it wasn't letters; it was words because right. she could she could take the same letters and put them into different words, and they would they would mean something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's there's all kinds of all kinds of manifestations of it. So was that just through like chance that you happened to meet her? <laughs> like, how does that come up? Like we yeah. both have synesthesia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, we didn't have like a support group or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Only two of you there. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, it was a lonely support group. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I just can't, I feel like I've got too many questions that I'm having to. Oh, that's, that's fine, man. Bring it up. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Just... I don't. I don't tell a lot of people even about this. Uh, so it's it's cool. I'm know, sure it's one of them things. Like, if you say it to someone, they just everyone's just going to bombard you with the questions. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not even it's not even that. I don't mind answering the questions. It's just so hard to explain. Mm. Yeah. 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 How I how do you get your head around it? You know, it's it's as hard for me to understand. Uh, your kind of reality where you don't have this. Yeah. yeah. You don't understand it where I do have it. I suppose it's like if um, you're talking to someone who doesn't have a sense of smell and they're asking you, you're like, well, what is, what's yeah. it like to smell something? Well, sure. yeah, it's impossible to explain. Yeah. That's exactly it. And, and uh, you know, I, I've read that, that people who are blind, you know, they don't see darkness. They don't see blackness. They just, they don't see, they just don't see anything. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's I can't get my head around that. Wrap my head around as, yeah. you know, anything else. Wow, that's nuts. Imagine that. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> you can't, it's not black, it's just nothing. Yeah, it's, that doesn't make any sense, right? It's not black, it's nothing. Yeah. yeah. So what's nothing look like to you, Tess? But nothing would just be your thoughts, right? I guess. I guess, yeah. But if you've never seen anything, what do your thoughts mm-hmm. look like? Well, I guess your thoughts would be super powered because you're heightened. You'd be heightened, <laughs> right? You'd be like Daredevil. <laughs> that's the first thing. That's the first thing that comes up when someone talks about being blind. Like, like, like Daredevil, Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh right, Ben yeah, Affleck. I was say, which which Daredevil? You <laughs> went for the Affleck one. <laughs> I've not seen the new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry. Or Mr. Ben McGee. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think that is why. I feel I've got so many questions because it is just like just before you said about 
trying to explain the sense of smell. Like, mm. That's what I likened it to. It's you, in a sense, you've got a different, you've got a, another sense, which I can't. And so I feel like a child where again, I'm like, wow, what's it like? <laughs> and yeah, so I understand you not wanting to uh, tell everyone or like men, because yeah, it would be everything. Like, and I could, you said about your wife as well, like just in one day, the amount of things that you hear, the amount of different mm. sounds that you hear. I've got a question. Is there anything um, which would be considered like, um, it's hard to explain what I mean, but like a positive sound, something nice, but to you it's come across with a negative image and it you can't enjoy the sound because the image is so not nice? Yeah, uh, bells, like chimes, uh Really, really irritating to look at for me. Wow. Uh, wow. You know, like wind chimes even, or uh, church bells are rough for me. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow, so I can that, imagine that. Like, it, they're pretty they, hard. They look, they look a lot sharper than they sound. Um, yeah. Wow. That's That was the first one off the top of my head. I'm not sure there are others, but every time I'm, you know, around them, I'm like, oh. Um, I was just thinking of, is it the, um, I'm probably way off, but is it the Doppler effect where you hear something in the distance and then it it sounds quieter and then it you can hear it getting louder and louder as it passes you I don't know it's um it was on Malcolm in the Middle right uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's but, what um, you're doing your research <laughs> yeah I, I never heard that one uh, so I guess really what the question is that I didn't make up no it was for Malcolm the purposes of a comedy show they made up you're <laughs> the doctor effect <laughs> no because he explains it to, oh, anyway I don't need to do it uh, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so are there times where... So what about, um, like, when you can hear a car in the distance? I guess, does it... Is it um, the same as... It's, like, in the background for you, and then it just becomes... So if it's, like, a... Quite a... Like, a car with a big sound to it, mm. you know, it, how does... What does that look like compared to just... I don't know. Um, what are you trying to get at? I don't know. I, I know what I mean in my head. Come back to me. He's getting there. Yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> um, if something's are, in the distance, are, are and you gets asking closer. like if I'm if I'm hearing a lot of things at once? Can I pick something out in the background? Um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I I don't. I'm not. I'm not really asking. Are you saying that when something is far away and quiet, as it gets closer and louder, does yeah, the does image it kind of, of take over? Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, yeah. Uh, okay. If something's getting louder, getting closer, mm. it, I, it's I start to see it more prominently. Yeah. Um, the, this the visual doesn't necessarily grow; it sharpens. Right. Okay. Oh. Okay. I was going to yeah. say if there's a very very loud sound, mm. um, like an alarm or something that's very you know when something's so loud that it's just in your face. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You would actually have the image like in your face. Do you know what I mean? Does that? Obviously, it, it, I'm, 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 I'm repeating myself because obviously you're saying everything's heightened. So obviously, if it's loud and invasive, you're getting loud and invasive visuals to go with that, right? It scares the shit out of me twice as much. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, because when you when you're talking about bells and chimes, I I work in a school, so every time oh, it goes off, even yeah. though I know it's coming, it makes me nervous when I look at my watch, and it's <laughs> like. Well, yeah, because it because my office is right next to one of the bells. Right. So when it goes off for the next lesson, even though I might look at my watch and think, oh, 20 seconds until it goes, like, 
it makes me nervous. So the oh. idea of seeing it as well makes me feel like, oh man, I don't think I can. Yeah, I did some freelance music teaching in schools for a few years and I tried to always keep an eye on the clock so I knew when the bell was coming. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to my thing I said about um, like a positive sound having a negative image. Does sure. that ever happen like the other way? That'd be like a kind of horrible sound, but in a weird way, it kind of looks <laughs> pleasant. <laughs> or has that never been the case? Uh, no, just more often than not, that happens with music rather than uh, anything else. You know, there will be songs that, like I said before, uh, I'm the only person I know who likes, you know, a certain handful of songs just because of the way that they look. Right. Uh, mm. They may not sound good. You just get like uh, another side to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I really like the way that this chord structure looks. Doesn't mean anything to anybody but me. I'd love that. Uh, yeah. When it comes to music, the idea sounds really like nice to me. Because I, lo- I love, I love music. So yeah. the idea, music is probably one of the most important things in my life. So the yeah, idea yeah. that I could enjoy it even that, more, like, even, even more. more than you already do. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, my whole family plays, and I fell in love with it from a very young age, and. um you know, I, I think that I kind of grew up with it in a way that nobody else really gets to, uh, you know, seeing it and, and playing by hearing. So, you know, I, I think that if if there ever were a way to get rid of it, that would kind of... You'd uh, lose so it's much. A, it's a big part of me that I, you know, cherished while I was growing up, even when I wasn't sure what it was or didn't know that nobody else had it. Uh, once I found that out, you know, I, I cherished it even even more, I think. Yeah. How is yeah, going to a, like oh, a, a live music event for you, like a loud music venue? How's that? <laughs> it was it was hard at first. Um, yeah, I, I grew up touring with bands uh, when I was a teenager through like my early twenties, um, and when I first kind of was getting into it, uh, I hated live music because it was too much for me. Um, yeah, it was it was hard for me to, to to sift through everything that I was seeing and hearing. And it was hard for me to be spatially aware of, of where I was, what I was doing, um, just because it was kind of a, a sensory overload. Just like when you take people to their first rock concert, um, you know, it's, it's a lot for anybody. Just yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been with friends who were overwhelmed walking into a, a stadium and, you know, um, like with anything else, it went double for me. I, I didn't like it. And uh, after my third or fourth concert in, um, I got used to it. And... Um, I fell in love with it just like everything else. Mm. Uh, I learned to, to appreciate it's so much more intense. You know, when you can, you can already hear, you know, the sound from the speakers, but when you're in the room with the speakers that are, you know, the size of you, you can feel it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hearing it, I'm feeling it in my feet and I'm seeing it. And, uh, it's, it's a really special experience. Um, but yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's special for anybody. So one thing I did just think of, um, cause we've all, I was thinking of like loud music venues or sure. just when you're in any place that's loud, like if you've been to like a loud party or something near a massive speaker and the next day you've got like a ringing in your ear. <laughs> oh, I knew exactly you, where that question Yeah. When you've got that ringing in your ear, do, does any visuals accompany that? Yeah, everything comes through a lot, lot more filtered, a lot more hazy. Oh, <laughs> It's just all, it's very like, if, I don't really want to use the word muted for visuals, but that's what it is. I mean, yeah. it all looks muted. And I can tell what I'm seeing, you know, it's everyday sounds that you hear, they look the same way uh, yeah. every day. So I know what I'm looking at. It's just, it, it's, it doesn't look the way that it does every other day. Just like the way it, it doesn't sound the way that it does. Wow. Um, I was thinking with music as well, uh, do different genres sound different? So if you've got like 
heavy metal and then jazz are they too, do they look i know is it the heavy metal is maybe really really sharp and prominent and jazz is maybe a bit smoother or <laughs> smooth jazz <laughs> sure yeah no jazz has always looked very very liquid to me um which i like it's 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 pretty to look at jazz is beautiful to yeah. watch um, especially oh. kind of like the I, I love things that are very percussive uh it makes it easier for me to to follow when i'm watching because i can you know you can see the the hit um mm. i don't know if you guys have ever done anything with with audio engineering you must to some extent to, to mix the show i guess um, yeah <laughs> you're being too kind to us <laughs> <laughs> well you know when you're when you're looking at um wavelengths if you're trying to cut out a portion of the show um yeah. you can kind of see the spikes in the sound yeah or the, yeah the, yeah maybe uh maybe you can see the the pattern of somebody's voice in the in the vocal wavelength and you say oh i want to cut it right before bob says something stupid yeah that's uh, right yeah that's usually the case <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you can kind of pick it out by looking at it when everything gets louder maybe that's where you guys laughed at him like for me it's it's harder when i'm when i'm watching strings or uh right. you know, brass woodwinds because i can't uh <clears throat> can't pick out the trends i can't see a rhythm in it Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's transients isn't it it's like transient yeah so I, I guess that's the biggest difference if i'm watching rock or if i'm watching pop it's it's very very easy to follow for me when i'm when i'm watching mm, it right uh, yeah i was uh, gonna say um occasionally i really enjoy listening to classical music and yeah. and i find it easier to listen to it if i close my eyes um yeah sure which i i don't know why i just do it and that's yeah. great to listen to when you're really high there are definitely things that i like to, to listen to with my eyes shut so i could focus more on how it looks all right so even when your eyes are shut you're seeing the visuals in yeah, the, in yeah. The I, don't, I don't ever see anything out in, in the world that you see with your eyes open it's all um, yeah it'd be like in the, in the oh wow oh, oh like, yeah like of I course said, you know i'm hearing it my brain is telling me what i'm looking at yeah of course it's not going to be floating <laughs> around in the, it's just oh, sorry that's stupid of me but it's so, so strange yeah i'm thinking of like things floating around in the yeah, in the world yeah. but it's internal isn't it of course yeah, yeah, yeah. entirely yeah. yep yeah and as far as like the, the playing by ear thing goes um i would liken that to if you were to look at something and then and then try to draw it based on how it looks, that's that's kind of what it feels like. Uh, you know, I had to learn how to how how to play the piano first, how it worked, uh, how to make the sounds that I was seeing. So you know, I, I hear a, a C chord, uh, and then I figure out how to make a C chord on the piano. So now I know that when I'm looking at that chord, this is these are the keys that I press to mm. recreate. Um, mm. So it kind of took years of noodling and, and teaching myself that. Uh, before I could do it kind of uh, without thinking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if you were to look at a at an elephant, you know, you're not going to draw it perfect, but you can draw the shape that you're looking at. Mm. Uh, that's that's kind of how I use instruments, is when I hear something, I can kind of draw it back to myself on an instrument. Um, right. That's really interesting. And that's, mm. that's the only way that I know how to play. Nice. And now I'm a songwriter, so... <laughs> that's great. <laughs> wow. It's really, really kind of shaped my life. <laughs> so we... Um... You guys want more questions? I can't think of anything right now. I think, I think I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, it's the sort of thing I'm. I'm gonna go to bed and I'll be thinking about it, and I'll just have loads of questions. But right now, that's enough. My mind's blown. <laughs> sure. <laughs> For some reason, really prominent in my mind. Have you ever heard Tool before? No, I don't think so. Oh man, 
I was just wondering what tool looked like. <laughs> was you just thinking of certain things? Because I wasn't going to ask. No, because they're like a really percussive metal band. It's so good. It's like, ah, I want to know what that fucking looks like. Send it to me Too and I'll, uh, I'll send you my review. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I definitely encourage you guys, if you if there's anybody else listening out there who has different kinds of, of synesthesia, yeah. uh, it'll probably be a totally different interview. I mean... I've lived with this my whole life, and it's not weird to me, but I read stories about the things that other people experience, and I'm like, that's so weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you do kind of get how weird it is for us, because, you know, the other forms are weird for you, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I read about I read about one where if somebody touches something or somebody else, they feel it on their own body. Yeah, we were just like, talking about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that work? <laughs> you see someone else being touched, and you feel the feeling that they're getting. It's so strange. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask, um, when you're asleep, mm-hmm. what does your alarm clock look like when it wakes you up in the morning? The worst. <laughs> <laughs> so just like the sound then, it's just <laughs> the Yeah, worst. I, I set my alarm clock to music years ago, uh, you know, once <laughs> smartphones became a thing, that was a lifesaver. Uh, but you know, when I was younger, before that, and it was just an old fashioned alarm clock. I never slept through it. <laughs> yeah, no way. Like sure, it's, it's, it's like, it's blinding, man. It's bad. <laughs> oh, bad. Wow. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Mm. Thanks for having me, guys. We really no appreciate problem. it. No, it was great. Great talking to you, mate. Sure. Have a good night, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, take care. That is definitely one of the most fascinating conversations I've Can we ever email that now while I remember? I'll email, leave me a note I'll leave my one and go on because okay. I need to get the email back up choose a song and I'll send it to him I'll, I'll get him to send his review and then I'll read his review out at I the end of the show I can't wait to That's hear the review when, he, when I edit it yeah. wow what do you think of that beef? that was insane yeah there's so many I knew it'd be interesting cool. I knew I wanted to give it this episode yeah because I mean just right from just the sounds are everywhere so mm-hmm. how can you like I don't know. I wanted to sit there and be like, "What? What does a donkey sound like? <laughs> what does a cat sound like?" I can totally relate to that though because he's he. It's just what we feel. We have emotions attached to certain sounds, right? But it's just heightened. He's just heightened. Well done. I finished it. Yeah. Oh, you finished the bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like a height. It's going to sound like it took you a whole week. week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's like a heightened version of what we feel. Yeah. Because mm. we do get attachments to sound. It's just not to that level. But we and can I feel differentiate like... Mm, yeah, yeah. I feel like it would definitely conscious. influence your life as well. Like, yeah. if if there's something... It always, it's heightening his sense of sound. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course you're going to be interested in music and sound. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's just you're getting so much more out of it. Think how much mu- you get out of music that you love, mm. like a song you love. How much you get out of it, mm. and then how much more to think you can get more out of it. But mm. when you're writing, like when you're writing music, all, it's all about vibe. It's all about yeah, getting yeah. into the vibe. So it'd be easier to get into a vibe if you've got yeah. That. I mean, I'm guessing maybe it feels like he's got a superpower. Yeah, I desperately want. <laughs> yeah, but I do get. I want to get a lot of people with different forms of synesthesia and get them together and form yeah. the S Men. <laughs> I was thinking, I didn't, I didn't ask him. You know, we'd asked him enough, but I felt I was thinking. Imagine as a teenager, like as an eighteen-year-old, going to a party, like yeah. a house party with all those yeah, voices. Yeah. I don't think it would be enjoyable. Well, no, because everything's loud. 
everyone's showering each other. The music's really loud. Like it would be that'd be awful. So it would have an impact on your social life because as an eighteen year old, you want. It's like you're saying the first few gigs you went to. It's just it's too much. Mm. It's not enjoyable. And I can imagine like when he said about jazz being liquid. Yeah, that's exactly how I imagined it. Yeah, flowing smooth jazz. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, that's that is, yeah, that makes total sense. Um, wow. Just amazing. Okay. Very, very interesting. Well, um, I'm going to email him that tall song that Tiss wants him to get a review of. Yeah. And I'll wait. insert a clip of me saying his reaction. And now. can you insert oh, uh, a bit of the song as well? I'll insert a little bit of the song and his reaction to it now. I heard back from Greg, guys. All right, awesome. Uh, synesthesia, Greg. Is this going into an episode? It'll go into his episode, which right. goes up in a couple of weeks. I've edited an episode, <laughs> but I'll just insert this little bit. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'm looking. I've been waiting for his answer. Okay, so I got this email the next day after I'd sent him um, the song that okay. Tiss told me to send, which was "Jambi" by Tool, which I'll insert a little clip of now. Okay, this is what he said. That tall song is pretty gnarly and actually quite beautiful to watch. Dark blues and greens, curls and swirls, not too many hard edges. Something about the guitar tone gives a really unique texture, which reminded me of something I should have mentioned last night. The sound of a song, instrumentation, performance, tone, etc., completely defines colour and texture for me, whereas the content of the song itself, chord structure, melody, lyrics, defines the shape. So when I listen to covers or play the song myself on piano, I'm looking at more or less the same shapes as the original song, but in different dressings. Whoa. There are some tunes I enjoy watching just because of the way the track is produced, and they don't look as great when covered and given a new texture. And conversely, some songs I don't enjoy until I hear a good cover of them. That's amazing. Yeah, I thought so. absolutely crazy. Wow. He also said... Um, I get a lot of requests from friends and family to draw or paint what I'm seeing when I listen to music. Unfortunately, I'm shit at painting. <laughs> but somebody else did it quite well. Um, as we talked about um, Kandinsky on our episode. Yeah, yeah. And he drew our attention to um, another artist who used um, synesthesia. So I'll put some of her stuff on the blog as well. And that's uh, Melissa McCracken. She did a lot of synesthesia paintings. Um, and he says what she's done is very similar to the sort of visuals that he experiences. Okay. So um, if you want to sort of see the same sort of thing that Greg experiences, check out the blog and um, there'll be some of Melissa's work on there. That's really cool. That's awesome. That's way better than I was expecting in his answer to be. Yeah, yeah. It's so deep, yeah. So there you go. I, 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 I would never have asked him, but what would a, what would a fart look like? <laughs> I'll, I'll email that as well. Can that, that's, yeah, that's that's mine. If Tis mine was one, the alarm clock, I needed to hear it. I needed to know what an alarm yeah, clock was like. I was so thinking alarm fart. clock. I need to know what a fart looks right, like. Okay, I'll ask fart. 
and I'll ask a bit of screening gassy <laughs> look like Aves Odyssey but you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but think about it, right? Because if you do like a really short, sharp, like, <laughs> would it be like a, a horrible, like, whoa? Yeah. But if he's doubly was... offended by a bad fart. Do you think you can differentiate, like, who farted as well? Like, no, that looks like one of yours. <laughs> do you think you'd see a silent fart? <laughs> if, like, who farted? Come on, I know someone did. <laughs> if a fart blows in the room and no one's around to see it. This, yeah. this episode's gone right down the path. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I will insert now what you said about the fart as well. Uh, Beef, I got a response back from your question as well. Well, my really deep, sensible question. Yeah, he put a PS at the end of the email for this. Oh. PS, a good hearty fart usually looks like a wigglier version of the bursts you see in comic books with sound effects written in them. <laughs> <laughs> Though, like anything else, they vary with tone and delivery. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> You're satisfied with that answer. I'm so satisfied. Right, okay, cool. That's great. <laughs> um awesome. also you. he did mention when we talked to him that he um is a songwriter himself. Mm. And I've emailed him back and forth about this a little bit as well, and he performed in a band and toured for a little while uh, roughly I think it was about five years ago four years ago or something they, they stopped playing together but they, they toured for a while together and uh, recorded a couple of albums he actually sent me uh, both of the albums they recorded oh cool okay um, so as the outro music to this episode uh, I'm going to play uh, one of uh, Greg's tracks in its entirety for everyone to enjoy wicked that's um, great and I'll also put links on the blog to the rest of his work because you can find a lot of his stuff on YouTube so I'll link you over if you want to hear more of his stuff um, his band is called The Agony Family so I'll put um, a track by The Agony Family at the end of this episode nice uh, okay cool thanks Greg and all that stuff will be on the blog like I said wow <laughs> if he says about the part <laughs> he will uh, no, I have to. I have to know. Okay, uh, I'm gonna be like, so this is really embarrassing to ask, but Beef has to know. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Right. Someone must have asked him that. Yeah. Are we ready to wrap? Yep. Okay. So I hope you've enjoyed this little mini sode. And if you want to contact us about anything, if you've got synesthesia and get in contact, we'd love to hear from you too. Um, or if you want to email us about anything else as well, it's unexplainableuk at mail The blog which I'll put the uh, song by Tool on, is com. You can find us on facebook.com slash weirdtalesandtheunexplainable. And we're also on Twitter at Bob Shoy. At Marcel Luke. To see baby. Ooh, to see baby. <laughs> is it the same thing last week? <laughs> or an hour ago? <laughs> at to see baby. Yeah, okay. So until next time. Synesthesia later. Synesthesia later. That's not too bad, actually. Yeah.
sunshine That's why they never found us Come on I don't wanna live my whole life in the dark Turn the lights on so we can see where we are I don't wanna live my whole life in the dark Turn the lights on so we can see where we are I don't wanna live my whole life in the dark Turn the lights on so we can see where we Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.